0: years and 10 albums under their belt, Monster Magnet have truly earned the status of legends in their own right. Lead singer, guitarist, and founding member and songwriter Dave Windorf was a pioneer of this style of retro psychedelic hard rock before there was even a term for it and he is still going strong to this day. Monster Magnet just released their 10th album Mindfucker and once again proved that they can do it as good if not better than any of their peers. I had the privilege to speak with Dave recently, and let me tell you, he is one cosmic motherfucker, okay? I mean, we talked about the root of his songwriting, which alone is cosmic as hell. We talked about his love for Captain Beyond, and even his love for newer bands such as Graveyard, Blues Pills, and Cadaver, just to name a few. This was such a fun conversation, but um, hey, you know what? Enough of me. Let's get to this, shall we? Well, welcome to the Great Southern Brain Farts podcast, man. How
1: you doing? It's my pleasure to be here. i oh, okay. good.
0: I don't hear that a whole lot, by the way. Yeah, it's their pleasure to be here, so I, I like that coming <laughs> from, <laughs> coming from someone I who
1: usually I usually hear like, all right, I'm just doing this because. <laughs> is that what you hear? Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's like a yeah, okay, or someone's. Or it's, usually it's like a wait. What, what is your site called again? Like, right. <laughs> you know? well, like, you know what
1: happens is like um, you get on these uh, you get on these. Uh, it's just like a junket. You know, I mean, it's just a phone call junket, but you go for a month, like I just went for a month, just doing this. You know, for like four hours a day for four days a week. You know. So what happens is you get lost. You know, whoever's doing them, you get lost, and you're like, what, what's going on? So that's why you get people, you know, not knowing what they're doing or not caring. You know.
0: That's why I always I always tend to enjoy the fact that like, because I guess because of the name of the site, you know, like when I came up with it like ten years ago or whatever, you know, someone was like make sure it's something that jumps out and sticks out and every time I do it I can always tell it like wakes somebody up they go whoa wait wait what's the the name of your site again you know yeah good (laughs) so but yeah well speaking speaking of man I mean you have been a busy motherfucker dude with this awesome new album that you've put out on top of things but like like do you get tired of doing press? I mean, like, I, I, I know it's part of the job, but like, are there times where you're just like? I get tired of
1: talking about myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you get sticky or something. You try it sometime Try it for a month. Try it, you know. Try it for a month. Like, I'm this and I'm that. Like, at the end of it, I'm like, I don't know. Am I lying? I don't even know who the hell I am anymore. <laughs> um, you know, it's like half show. It's, it's like showbiz. You know, feels like showbiz. No, but that, I, I like doing it because I get to talk to cool people. You know, I'm mean, like talking to you. You're obviously a nice person. You know, you got some ideas. It's really, really fun. But it, it does get, you know, it, it, it gets uh, weird.
0: So that's a cool way to put that because because one of the things like I always try to do with my interviews is I try I try to, I try to open up with something like this to try to get an idea because you know I don't want to ask you so like what do you what do you think about the new album that I like how's the tour going that you know what I mean like it's like you know. yeah I know
1: but but it's weird because it, that's what I mean it's showbiz no matter what happens no matter what anybody says on either side of it everybody's there for the same reason to sell what you got right you know what I mean and it's 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 I wouldn't be doing it unless I was doing that unless like I knew you and we were friends and like well let's just let's just rap man and record it for people Right, you know, for, for some strange reason, <laughs> but um, let's just do that. You know, it's the internet, man. Um, but it, it's all it's all about like selling or making people aware of that thing, um, which is always a great idea, especially when you're selling what I have to sell. Um, when I'm selling what I have to sell, but at the same time, I never want it to appear that way. No, that makes yeah. Total, yeah that makes total sense no I want people to think it's like oh it's natural he's just doing this because he wants to but you can't you can't hide the fact that you are on a press train and it's just you know it's just bizarre it's always bizarre but it's always done and such is the way
0: you know so with that being said like what is what is one question that you get asked so much that that like the minute it comes, you're just like
1: ah, oh, here it comes again. No, I don't think I don't look at in terms of that. Uh, it's usually the way they're asked.
0: Oh, okay, that's you know? interesting. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's like you can tell like when someone has done their homework or not, or like or when someone's like yeah, yeah, like, you can tell just when, when, when
1: there's some guy just like you know on the on the you know the burned Switzerland uh, telegram, just just phoning it in. Yeah. You know, so. What do you you know, like, Yeah, 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 you got your monster magnet, here you go, okay, what what do you got? Then you know they just And they make mistakes like so, it's been ten years since you released the record and you're like, Oh dude, don't don't even ask it. I'll just tell you. I'll write it. (laughs) <laughs> I've done that for people. I've actually written their pieces for before.
0: Oh man! See, that, that's another thing too, is that Because I, I do, I do get asked a lot of times, like, like, will you do email interviews? And I totally understand it because I used to, like, you know, I like to make that connection with whoever I'm talking to, you know, to get to get behind them a little bit. But yeah, you know,
1: there's got to be. I mean, there should be a connection. And the only time I've written them for them when when they just fuck it up so bad, I go like, I'll just do it. But I
0: totally yeah. understand understand why you guys do that now. You know what I mean? Because like I've mm-hmm. I've interviewed enough people where like by the time I got to them I was like maybe like 15th, 20th down the line and they're just like oh man.
1: <laughs> but you know, you know something man, it's like um this thing is supposed to be a two-way street and it was. Uh I think the internet age has kind of made things a little weird. But with a lot of print stuff in the past, there was a certain amount of editing and panache that went into the editing to make it a readable thing. Right now, I'll do an interview, a print interview, and really what they do is just record it and then just blather the whole thing out. Uh-oh. They'll just reprint the interview, which is, as you know, you know, it's like life doesn't go that way. You you don't. You know, repeated conversations usually don't make good for written pieces. Nah, see... So you mean, have to do some editing, you
0: see, know? I, I grew up in the age of like, you know, so, so I'm 44, so I grew huh? up reading the the great magazines you know like you know e- even even after you learned later in life that a lot of the interviews were contrived you know like I read like Circus and Hit Parader and yeah me you know, too and, and, Cream, and Cream Cream and, and Circus
1: we were Rolling and, Stone and blah 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 and
0: well yeah you know, Faces Rocks whatever you know what I mean and like when I would read these interviews so like. My you know my take on interviews was that when I was originally doing interviews, I would transcribe them. But what I did was that I didn't want them to be Q and A's. I wanted them to be transcriptions of a conversation.
1: Yeah. You know? And so yeah, of yeah, that, that's what they're supposed to be. That's what people want to read. They don't want, I, I you know, you
0: know. Um, I, I, and I always used to tell people rule of thumb. I said I edit for conciseness, not for content. You know what I mean? So like, exactly. You know, if 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 you trailed off and you were like, oh, hold on, I have to, go. I'm not going to type. Dave says, "Hold on." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it was sounding like, you know. cool.
1: You know, it, anyway, it, you know, it's a story. People and um, I always wanted to read a story. I wanted to read something that was cool. The vibe of the conversation um, and. If a writer was good, he would, he would transfer the, the vibe of that conversation through editing. He'd still get the, the actual thing. He'd transfer the vibe. But <clears throat> what happens now in a lot of cases, that if it's just a, a blather, just a transcript, well, then, you know, then the, the, uh, the, the reader has to do their own editing and they're not good at that. And you get something that's really boring that most people stop reading after the first paragraph.
0: Right, yeah. And
1: Honestly, they don't. They don't read them.
0: No, yeah. no. And that. And actually, the only reason I even started doing podcasts this year was because a lot of my readers had said, you know, you know which I, I was complimented by, was, that, you know, oh, you seem to have a connection with the people you talk to. We'd like to hear that. So I decided to give this a shot just to kind of see how it goes. But I, like I said, I'm still from that old school where, like, I kind of miss actually sitting down and reading it and, and trying, trying to get the voice in my head, you know, and trying yeah. to...
1: Yeah, when it's well done, it's totally... Worth it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I think, it, you know, we're moving towards, uh, we have moved towards an audiovisual society for the most part. So your average schmuck is not going to, you know, sit down and, like, crack a book anytime soon or even open
0: a blog man like in read oh, that know. was the other thing too is like dude I thought I was high tech with a blog
1: <laughs> you know what I mean and I, yeah not, even and, even the blogs don't get written you know, you know don't the, get written as much people, I mean you know yeah, just think of like, all the great stuff out there the um, great stuff that people are writing that nobody's reading the, <laughs> yeah. dude I did two I, I, I
0: think I've interviewed your drummer Bob I've, I think I've interviewed him like three times maybe like when the, when he was doing the Riot God stuff and and like uh-huh. had those were some of my favorite interviews, and people would be like, "I had never heard of that guy."
1: That's <laughs> you know I mean? fantastic. Like, oh, He's a totally interesting guy. You know, oh, he totally is. But yeah.
0: you know, but but you know, I want to get into you though. And so, obviously, you know, to, to to do the sales thing, like you got the new album out. I'll be honest; I've been a fan for years. I listened to it, and, uh-huh. my, and my first thought was, "There's a formula." and it's it, it it hasn't been diverted from much but it's it still captures this greatness that you brought in like starting in like 90 do you know what i mean like yeah was it ever hard for has it been hard for you to kind of say this is just what I do. I, I mean, I always call it the ACDC approach. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of mm-hmm. if it ain't
1: broke, don't fix it. You know? Um, yeah, I guess so. You know, I, I could go outside the formula. Um, every time I do try to do that, people tend to go, "What? What was that? You know? Like <laughs> why? Why did you do that? We, we don't like that. You know? Right. So um, you know, it's something where I discovered pretty early on. That the the more varied I made my albums, the, the less people bought them. Now, is that harder um, for you though? Uh, well, yeah, it's a bummer because creators? when I was a kid, I bought you know, I bought records that were varied all the time. You know, they were very varied. Uh, you know, David Bowie could come out and put out a record and do anything he wanted. And people are like, yeah, okay, we're on board. But it's a different world now. The the good news about sticking to within a concept, of like say Monster Matter, what I had. Envisioned in Monster Man in the beginning is that it hasn't. I haven't run out of gas enjoying it, so I just keep, you know, I I do what I want within what I think would live in Monster Magnet Land. Right. You know, so are there dinosaurs in Monster Magnet Land? Yes. I like dinosaurs. Are there drugs? Of course there are. You know? <laughs> Is there better
0: know? there of better course. be man, because I are, like monster. Are dinosaurs Magnetland.
1: fighting army men in outer space? Yes. Am I having sex on the moon? Of course. Um and and all the stuff that's in there is just, uh, that's just like window dressing. The actual core of the songs are are from my personal life, which is, allows me to continue writing. Mm -hmm. I'll just hide the realities of my personal life using metaphors and, and all this stuff, window dressing of, you know, dinosaurs in outer space and naked women in outer space and and fire and religion and all this kind of stuff, just mm-hmm. to dress it up, to make it sound grand, to fit the actual music that I wrote. Um, but so, I mean, if I was just writing screenplays, if this was just total fantasy, I would have been sick of it, my record number two. Right. But I, I usually started off like a folk singer and in my mind, I'm writing a song about a girlfriend or a relationship or something, and then by the end of the song, I've dressed it up to the fact where it's cosmic. And then I'm like, okay, and now it's ready to go. But I always, I can always go back to the fact that when I'm singing the songs, they mean something really, really personal to me. It's not just uh, like a screenplay what I loved so I could do that for years and I haven't done it for years
0: yeah what I loved and I want to touch on what you just said was was about the folk singer thing um, uh, because believe it or not I'm actually a a singer songwriter myself but I did I I played folk music for like 25 years and I actually play in a folk rock band now but nice you know I grew up a metalhead you know so like you know like most people my age you know you hit a a crossroads and you, you know artistically you might choose to go a different route but you never lose Lose that heart, you know, for love, uh, for th- yeah. th- the music that started. And one of the things I always loved about Monster Magnet music, and was kind of what you said, was that to me they were almost like, and they still are. They're kind, they're cosmic, heavy folk songs. Like, like there, there's times where I've been able to listen to a certain material from you and go, you know. I I can catch a glimpse of something deeper in there, but what I love is that you've put this kind of veneer over it, or you've kind of put this kind of, like, tapestry over it that kind of distorts what the actual meaning is, but you've made it so that it's not so you know it's not so like Joni Mitchell
1: preachy (laughs) you know what I mean yeah I mean you know they would throw me I mean I I never had enough uh, I think faith in myself to actually go out there and sit on a stool and go I'm me you know I made so much fun of it when I was in a punk rock band Mm -hmm. and uh that I would just feel like uh, just the biggest poser if I actually did that. I just, because I never had enough uh, faith in myself to actually do it. It never even occurred to me to actually do it. Um, I kind of learned how to do music as I was doing Monster Magnet. Really. Like I just learned how to play guitar probably a year before Monster Man had started. Mm-hmm. Before that I'd been a lead singer in like a like a punk band and then like a power we changed to like a kind of a power pop thing. But then I was just drunk and happy and happy to sing, but I wasn't a songwriter. And so the whole Monster Man thing I was just kinda of making it up as I went along. And so and I had so much love for, for the stuff I loved in my childhood, which was early seventies rock. Right um, of all kinds, that I just piled it on. It was just like, well, more. I have to, you know, I have to be visually evocative. This thing has to be schmaltzy, you know. It has to be, you know, cosmic and psychedelic, and also schmaltzy, and also has to a lot of a lot of humor, and <clears throat> just more. You know, it was like put everything more. Um, so that's the way we got known for being that you know just with a lot of stuff on it and i never um every once in a while i'd reel it back and try to just sit there with the acoustic guitar and i've done it on monster man records Uh and i like that a lot but uh, it seems to you know once i once i put the train in the direction of uh you know cosmic psycho stuff that's what we were known for so I just keep going that way but now it's you know it's just part it's just part of how I write now you know it's kind of like turned into a style
0: oh yeah I mean matter of fact the first time I heard you guys was probably like when a lot of people my age I was like I was Right out of high it was probably like a year after I graduated high school is when dopes to infinity came out and wh- i mean i mean'm not the, I'm super judge super judge and when I think of when I listened to that album back then it was so it's like you were you were coming in on such an odd time like the hair metal and the glam metal and things like they were they were like the fucking sinking ship but then like grunge was coming in and they were kind of reigning supreme but then all of a sudden you know here was this band that kind of sounded like shit that my dad listens to sometimes you know and and I was and and I was like dude like I'm 19 years old dude these guys sound like they're from like 71, 72 but like production-wise, it sounded like 93, you know? And I'm like, you know, so when you when you were really kind of coming into the scene, like, was there ever a point where you were just like, this might not work. This might not work Oh, at the all. whole time.
1: Yeah. No, the, the, the whole time. No, I never felt confident about it at all. I just thought we had just walked through some weird warp, you know? And we did. We walked through, we happened to be around at a time where the record companies really dropped the ball on, on uh, they dropped the crystal ball. They didn't see grunge coming. Right. They didn't see they didn't see the death of hair metal. They didn't know what the hell was going. on. All they knew is that, you know, Nirvana had this huge hit, and that was the new way. And they couldn't even understand what that was at the point. So they just opened up their checkbooks and started signing people. So I just ran over there and was like, one for me, boss. You know, I knew I knew exactly what was going on. This small window was going to open up and the freaks were going to rush in. And a lot of other freaks rushed in too. butthole surfers, you know, a lot of people. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Got got signed to majors at that time. Um, But I never know. I never felt confident. I was like, there's no way we're going to last more than three records. But the fact that you have yeah, it, it, yeah, we did by, by, you know, kind of dodging bullets, really, you mm-hmm. know, it, it wasn't a, uh, a major label success story by any stretch of the imagination. It was one of those things where you had to go in, be indie, then go to the major because what else are you going to do? Um, right. um, you know, take the money and, and, Travel the world, you know, spread the message. That's the only way we could do it. And, but I always knew that, you know, at one point we'd be out. Unless the thing like hit like Metallica, you know, um, unless it unless the world really really got cool overnight this thing isn't gonna last for a long time so um yeah and, and sure enough that day came and i was just like i gotta get out of here right and Steer and steer the ship towards europe yeah and then go all right you know i just i really just want a life in music that's really all i ever wanted to make albums and tour and be that guy and not not you know go back to the gas station or the 711 stuff that's all I wanted to do it wasn't a matter of money it was a matter of lifestyle
0: that's interesting because a friend of mine and I were just talking about this the other day on the telephone and we were saying um, how it's interesting that as as a band you know if you set your not it, it, like it's not that it's wrong to dream big but if you set your expectations on a realistic level that you can really survive a very long time because you're not going to self implode on y- y- this this failure that you've set yourself up for but like you said like if you said my my goal is to play music and for this to be what I do even if it means that I have to do like you know 180 shows in Europe and like 20 in America or whatever like mm-hmm. you you just found you found a way to do it and to sustain it
1: yeah I mean you know you do you do whatever you have to do and, and I wasn't Particularly young, either. You know, most of what happened to me in my late 20s and early 30s, so I already read a bunch of rock and roll books and watched enough old Hollywood movies to know what show business was <laughs> like. You know, and, and the stereotypes are really true, man. I mean, they're really true. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to fall for this.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: you this also, shit, You know?
0: Yeah. And you're. So you I, mean, saw I knew that it was like the
1: only reality. Of Monster Magnet that I wanted it to be was going to be in my own head, hopefully with the guys in the band and the audience. And that was it. No one else was ever really going to get it, and everything was going to be slimy cheese ball. Um, cheese ball show business stuff and numbers and all this stuff and sure enough it was very very true and with that in mind i just went for where the people got it the most so mm-hmm. when i went to europe and play to europe that's where i wanted to be i didn't want to be in america america's very unforgiving i mean you know it's an unforgiving place really america in my it, it, you know People get mad at me for saying this, but in my estimation, I mean, the whole rock and roll spirit of America died years ago. Oh. Years ago. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's yeah. unappreciative. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just the way America is They're looking for the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. It doesn't mean there's not cool people here, but the the, the beast, the beast that is corporate, money America, doesn't allow right now, and hasn't allowed for years, of anything really cool or esoteric to rise to the top. It's just not part of the plan. It just doesn't make enough money. Right. It's too untenable, you know? It's just too, and anything esoteric, like forget it, you know? And so I just went to where, a place where culture is appreciated as culture it doesn't necessarily have to have the jumbo size crimpets next to it, you know? <laughs> or the double bag of potato chips, or some sort of NFL sports connection, or, right. you know what I mean? No, yeah, because- Yeah, it, it's yeah. just like, it's really rock. It's like, it used to be like this here, but then it turned into something else. You know, it's funny so because- I So just, I just headed my ship to where people were gonna like it, where I didn't have to explain myself so much. In America, I always have to explain myself. That that, doesn't seem right,
0: and that's a bummer too. Because, like you know, for someone like me who's 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 a fan of so many different bands and so many, you know, so many of my favorite bands are also European. And I look at those bands, and they will never come to the U.S. because there's like why would they? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a show and I've like, you know, I I stand at the back of the show usually because I'm working, you know, and I'm doing a review and I'm trying to take the show in. And my first observation is that the audiences generally seemed to come across to me as entitled you know i'm thinking to myself like i remember when i was a kid pressing myself up against the stage and just losing my fucking mind you know what i mean like over yeah, me my too. favorite band and now it's like the people up front all have their cell phones out and they're like you know and i'm thinking to myself like wh- where did that
1: spirit go where did we lose that you yeah, know we just just, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, you know, it, there's a bunch. I mean, we could go down the line. I could, I could, I could read it to you like a, uh, like a list insurance rates, money, culture. Um, it's, it's money. It's, it's, uh uh, uh, quick culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's content and, and like, there's so much content for stuff. Why should anybody care about anything? Well, that's the other
0: and, thing I mean, too. really, yeah. and, and
1: we see it now in the culture, nobody really cares about anything at all. They just keep going from one thing to the next, hoping that something's going to, something's going to amuse them for the next 35 seconds, or maybe a binge watch from here to there. I'll get from here to there, to the next big thing. It's just, there's nothing. It's just a bunch of, it's just a big snowstorm of confusion right now. It doesn't mean like a, it'll be like that, like that forever, but um, yeah right now it's it's it 's just too much we 're a bunch of like little kids with too many dessert options
0: oh yeah, it's totally you know, and the funny thing is is that one of the things I wanted to backtrack on and I forgot to mention is that whenever i 've read about you guys or like read about other pieces from you guys, it, yeah we talk about the cosmic aspect of your lyrics and whatnot i 'm always shocked that the bands that I very rarely ever hear you like attributed to is Captain Beyond
1: oh I love Captain Beyond oh my god I
0: mean it's obvious to me I mean because I'm a huge sure. Captain Beyond fan oh yeah I, mean, I
1: swipe from him I will actually swipe whole riffs give me that <laughs> that's mine yeah.
0: Raging River that. of Fear that's mine give me that yeah, one
1: yeah yeah you, know? <laughs> you know Armworth
0: I want that one
1: too you know I want Armworth <laughs> No, I'll push it as far as I can till the lawyers come. You know, they. they uh, <laughs> it it has to be said. You know, it's like yeah, uh, it has to be done. And um, yeah, I just boy, there's a bunch of stuff in the early seventies. Those one album, two album bands mm-hmm. that should have been Led Zeppelin. You know, What's the, but you there know, was a short little window of coolness of that that post sixties hard rock before it turned into metal.
0: Um, right, which was
1: like the coolest music ever.
0: Oh yeah, I mean like when, yeah, yeah. when I look at the, I mean because like when I when I look at the window of music that that you've put out over the years, you know, like like I said, it's 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 not, you know, it's not hard for me to go back and look at a band like Captain Beyond and go, wow, like you know, had they come out now, because that's where I also want to segue into, is from from your perspective of someone who's been doing this, like, before it was even cool, where, like you even said, you know, you kind of envisioned that there was an expiration date on it. Like, you know, now, now now you've got bands that are coming out, you know, like, you know, like The Sword, and you've got bands like Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, and yeah, I love them. Uh, Graveyard, and, you know, yeah. you know, like, a cadaver, cadaver, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, l- like, do, do you look to those bands, and kind of, you know, and, and not from an egotistical way, but look to them and kind of say, like, yeah, I'd like to think I played a small part in, in that.
1: Uh, no, I don't think I, I. I don't think about playing a part. Of it. I'm just glad they're around. I, I just figured they're. I mean, maybe it has something to do with us. Uh, you know, holding holding the. You know, holding the flame high when nobody else was holding it. Right. Um, for that kind of stuff, but really, I think that's more of a. I think it's more a result of of YouTube. Oh really? I, 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 yeah, I think there's just a, a reference. There's a reference for old music that was not there before. You know, YouTube and just uh, digital music, uh, all music being easily shared, allows uh, musicians to reference stuff that they never could have referenced before. You know, so when I'm copping Captain Beyond licks in nineteen, you know, ninety one or ninety two. Mm-hmm that's because I grew up with it. I know that stuff. I I, I am like, I am Mr. Music, you know, I'm just a complete mutant. Right. But you know, you look at somebody today, it's like, if it wasn't for digital music, you know, if it wasn't for digitalization of music, they never would have found that. They never, you know, are you kidding? You know, if it was just vinyl, I mean, people have forgotten about that stuff two years after it came out.
0: Oh, God, I mean... mean, Or or, or
1: instantly, so, I mean, that stuff was obscure when it came out. I think what's going on now is, this is just a guess, but you can actually see, and you can see the style, you can see, you can hear the music, you can track it all down, and it's going into people's heads. They're like, okay, I got my thing here, you know? I mean, there, there's no way Cadaver could dress like they do unless they watch a bunch of old Beat Club videos.
0: You know right. what I mean? Or like the graveyard, right. just, or the graveyard would dress like they do if they hadn't seen like footage of like Peter Green era Fleetwood Mac, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you
1: know? <laughs> And, I mean, now, I suppose it's possible. You know, yes, they could have had these archives. Who knows what a, how music would be archived now if we hadn't gone if, if things hadn't gone digital? There may be physical, but but and it's un, even unimaginable now that anybody could would be archiving that much physical stuff. So anyway, so so there's this there's this loop. You know, now you've got loops in different in, in different styles of music. Mm-hmm. From the day of the music, and it's feeding back in as reference points to a bunch of different musicians, and I would imagine that it's going to get it's going to get bigger. Um, how the bands deal with it—that's their business. I mean, those guys deal with it well, mm-hmm. you know, cadaver and graveyard and stuff, and those guys are doing it awesome.
0: See, that's so you cool know? to hear from you because. I, I, it's it's like it's weird. It's like like we were talking about earlier. Like 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 at my age, like I'm 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 on this weird line where like I totally remember a long life before technology before the internet before everyone had computers in their homes like when you had to right. a record that's store good that
1: you stuff. noticed that remember you should remember it because there's not that many going to be that many people in the future that do
0: no there's not you know but then like I also remember like you know like I, I think I'm also at that age where I can appreciate the fact that I can go on YouTube and see a footage of you know you know you know what was the some like obscure occult rock bands? you know doing a full yeah, show yeah and she on beyond playing you know? in Texas for,
1: yeah oh it's yeah it's
0: amazing yeah you know, and so like you know but to hear someone like you actually have something positive to say about it I'll be honest it's kind of rare because a lot of times there's this kind of anger towards like oh you know you know oh, i mean just, just go go talk to scott Ann for five minutes and your face will fall off about how much he hates the <laughs> internet you know or whatever right, right. you know what i mean but
1: well like, don't get me wrong i got i got a beef with the internet too i am mean, but as a reference point it's the best thing that ever happened in the world i just i wish more people would use it for a restaurant a reference point only i mean i i love the internet but i use it as a library i don't use it as a social tool see I mean, yeah i don't i don't use it to 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 um offer my opinion to one another i mean that that's that's where it's all gone wrong you know nobody really cares about what the other person has to say when are people going to wake up facebook is a joke right it's a game people playing a fucking game with each other that's where it goes wrong you know um it's trolling uh, at the lunch table. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like
0: yeah. and I mean and I always tell people that all the time, you know? Like I started this blog because I wanted to have my own medium to talk about the bands that I love that like other other places don't normally talk about. And I wanted mm-hmm. a place to kind of also kind of develop this kind of you know like attitude of like you know you know where like I, I have fun doing it you know like I'm a, I'm an yeah. old I'm an old dude on the internet poking fun of young bands you know that I don't like you know or whatever, well good you, you know? should
1: be you should be but the the thing is there's always going to be room in any whatever the technology whatever the speed of of modern culture is there's always going to be room for for people who love what they do and put the work into it and right. can explain themselves um, my problem with the internet is that everyone there's a lot of people who really don't know what they're doing and they get equal time <laughs> <laughs> you know they get equal time and it's like come on preaching to the choir dude <laughs> you know, it's like isn't there some way where your font, everyone's font or people don't know what they're doing their font is just a little bit smaller you know, like 8 point As compared to Or somehow color-coded Like, I don't know That's green That's green-colored font That means the guy's full of shit I had a friend of
0: mine Who told me once He said, he said the only thing The internet's missing Is an eject button <laughs>
1: Totally
0: <laughs> You know, so Well, so, you know So we've talked about Cadaver and Graveyard And whatnot Like, who are some other bands? Like, some some of these Newer up-and-coming bands That you, like, look at And you're like You're like Man, I'm digging what they're doing.
1: This is a band from the UK called Table Scraps that are awesome. They're like a kind of a garage band. And they're they're actually coming out with us in in Europe.
0: Oh, nice. uh,
1: In May. And they're awesome. I mean, they do garage rock just the way I like it. So I think they're awesome. Um, There's a band from Sweden called Ball, B-A-L-L. Oh, I haven't heard of these guys. Yeah, you gotta check it out. It's not, it just sounds like, um, late 60s, like, biker soundtrack music, but heavier.
0: Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's really great, good. dude. Really good. <laughs> that is fantastic.
1: So those are two new bands that I really, really like. Um, there's a bunch of other, and, like, you know, I always go down, like, I'm a big fan of the, uh, of that site, The Obelisk. And, uh. It, it, it's a, you know, it's a music site.
0: Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm very, I'm very familiar yeah. with them. I've worked with them before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So You know, that guy's got good taste, and stuff is coming up all the time. There's so much stuff coming out of Europe now. I'm um, telling that, that's you. That's really the place. You know, that's really the place for me. That's the place to watch because that, that's the only. Uh, that's the scene. That's the place where you know their day is coming. You know what I mean? It's been coming for a long time and uh, I think we're going to see a lot of really, really cool stuff out of there. There's also, I mean, there's great records everywhere. It's just hard to pick them out from the amount of records that come out.
0: You know, I had somebody tell me one time when I was doing an interview with him, was that like, you know, the, know, the, the best thing about today is that, you know, anybody can make a record and the worst thing about today is that anybody can make a record you know what i mean like it's like it's become come to the point where it's so oversaturated that we don't even get to see half or even a third of some of the great music that's out there
1: no and and bands don't last that long to make the greatest music they ever did and and, and and also, a lot of bands just give give away their stuff while it's in this gestation period and ruining the effect that they would have if they would just develop it more and come out with a bang. You know, there's a, a, a thing on the internet where everybody's in on everything, like, here's my demos and here's everything. It's a big mistake. I don't want to hear your shit. You know. No. Get it together. Get it together. No, that gets really good. Edit it. I don't want to hear like reams and reams of fucking crappy stuff. Get it all together and come out with guns blazing. But now you've got this look. Check it out, band. We got these likes. I'm following you. And like, why would I? I don't want to follow somebody as they're learning how to ride a bicycle. I want to see them win the race. Right. I don't want to see him learning. Or at least be able to participate in the race.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you know, but that's not a thing because in the time that I've been doing this blog, you know, like, again, it I think it comes from, like, my age or what, or, or like, you know, like when I was playing in a heavy metal band, like, you know, there was no way in hell we were going to make a shitty demo tape and try to sell that as our music until we could get into a studio. You know what I mean yeah. like and like it's the same thing with my band now. It's like I'm not going to sell some like basement recording of us on one microphone, you know, unless it's like really good quality we've done it and then we're proud of it. And yeah, I, I, I mean guess... you want to go with
1: your you want to go with your best foot forward at all times, but the definition of best foot The definition of foot, (laughs) the (laughs) definition of everything uh, in terms of standards and quality has been completely switched around. Now it's people's, everyone's opinion on quality is different. A lot of people's quality is just likes. Oh, yeah. Like, if people like it, therefore it's good. When we all know. That's not true. People have liked shit forever. Just don't don't be fooled by thinking your stuff is good cuz people like it. Ask Stone Sour. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ask Avenged Sevenfold.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, because I deal with this on a daily basis like uh, uh, like on my on on my on my blog's Facebook page. Like if 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 the biggest dog you can do me is to say only only four people liked your post. I'm like, do I give a rat's ass? I don't care how many people liked my post. I care about how many people read it and enjoyed it. I don't care about how many people liked it because you know what? Yeah. My mom and dad liked my music. They never came to my show. know
1: it's it's a it's a problem that is it's going to be here forever because that's just the way the world is now but it really takes a tough mentality to continue upping their quality regardless of how many people in real time like it or not uh this is a weird time uh you know, a, a, a lot of the reason I think some of the music in the past in the rock and roll year has been so good is because there was a disconnect between the bands and their audience. And the guys had to guess, they had to guess. And of course they guessed on what the people was like, but it was a guess, it was an estimation. It wasn't the thing. Right. You know, I mean, when you start going for making music just it, it, right for the people, exactly what they want, There's not much of difference between you and a jingle writer. No, no. You know what I mean? It's like you're selling, now you're selling candy bars. I think we should add Rice Krispies to this formula. Uh You know, I think really we should add some nougat because (laughs) people respond to the nougat. Just a tiny taste of honey. And then what are you making? Like, what are you making? Are you making art? Of course, rock and roll has never been strictly art, but it's always been this kind of blast that happens between creativity and commerce. And the struggle between the creativity and the commerce has been probably some of the most fantastic stuff ever. When it gets too direct, all access rock stars, VIP packages, um, you get exactly what you want. There's no way that the music could be as exciting as it could be. There's no guessing time. Uh-huh. It's completely like, I'm going to give you what you want. Uh, and it's like, it's not a good idea, man. I don't think it's going to work out well. I think, I think eventually society will just go, you know, something, fuck all of you. I mean, we're headed towards a fuck all our heroes mentality anyway in this country. Right. We're right there, you know. Well, I mean, right, the biggest stories of celebrities now are train wreck stories. And it's uh, not because not because we want to forgive them like in the old days. We don't want to forgive them. Right. The internet showed everybody it's like, fuck them. We want what you have. I want to be the star. I got a Facebook page. I got an Instagram. I'm the star now. Right. So, I hope it, it, at the end of all this crazy stuff as the world gets used to the internet and starts to, that that they'll come out of it at least with some art. Well, so that's what I
0: was going to ask you was that you know you' you being from like our you know our generation from where we you know where we started out to where mm-hmm. we got to now, like everything else we've seen is just like this kind of a you know a cycle do you see this kind of bullshit cycling out like anytime soon, or do you feel like that this is just the beginning
1: I don't know if it's gonna cycle out like we got used to, guys like you and me of our ages, we got used to seeing the cy- We, you know, there was a cyclic pattern. But I think that old cyclic pattern has been broken, so there's going to be a new cyclic pattern. Whatever that's going to be, I don't know. I'm too old to even care. You know, like it's like going to start whatever.
0: someplace else, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah, and that's going to become the new cycle. Yeah. Okay.
1: Right, right. Um, but there's got to be, I mean, if you have faith in humankind at all, there must be a time sometime, hopefully in the near future, maybe 10, 20 years where people get a handle on internet communication and realize that, that, um, basically fighting is not the way to, to have a better world or better art or anything. I mean, fighting, just fighting all the time. And, and we're totally like, you know, but stupid fighting, right? You know, right. um, I think, uh you know, hopefully people will realize that it's really not that important to be a minor celebrity. Cause I mean, really that's, that's what uh, a lot, a lot of people on social media really, they just want to be them. They want to be individuals, you know? And they've been trained through the 20th century and up until now that the way to be an individual, a popular individual is to be some sort of, to act like some sort of celebrity. Right. Take a lot of pictures of yourself. You know, look cool, write a couple of cool lines, show your list of favorite stuff, and like. But it, and eventually, I think people realize that that's really not the way to live your life. Who wants to be a minor league celebrity? Yeah, you don't get paid for it. No. it's like. So I, I think it'll it'll cycle out that way. I meaning you, you know, you'll have generations that learn how to do it and not care as much. Uh-huh. Right now, it just we're like all guinea pigs in this brand new world of. Digital communication—it's still really young, right? So you, people will look back and go, "What the fuck were those people thinking back back then?" <laughs> yeah, you know. Beyond that, I, I don't know. I mean, sure, it could go horribly wrong, you know.
0: <laughs> well, but well it, yeah, yeah. Because it's funny because as you're saying this, one of the things I was remembering was back in like I think it was I think it was around ninety four, ninety five or so. Uh, the band Queensrÿche can put out an album at the time called uh called promised land and Mm -hmm. uh in that album like lyrically they were literally like addressing like this communication age where like the internet was really starting to come to prevalence you know and like where things were starting to come up and even now when i go back and i listen to that album it's kind of like what you were talking about it's like that is not an album that ever gets mentioned like when people talk about one of some of the greatest albums or whatever or what, but like in my opinion that was one of those albums that 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 sits like you said like, like like where all this chaos of like popularity and, and stuff is like like s- cycling around it's the stuff that resides right in the middle that's being completely circled around and not being looked at—that is the stuff that I feel like, you know, like graveyard, cadaver, you know, yeah, blue <laughs> blues pills, Sienna Root, um, yeah, yeah w- Wu uh Scorpion Child. You know, like I can I can go on Crowbot from America. I can go on for days and mm-hmm. just list bands that reside in this little, like you said, in this little pocket. But I just look at it and I just go. I don't know how long you're going to be here but I'm fucking glad you're there <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, you,
1: well <laughs> me too it, it gives me hope you know well, it means it's, it's, there's a lot of people that are out there there's still a lot of people out there that are sticking to their guns and their and their passions regardless of how fashionable it is right and uh, <clears throat> you know fashion not just in clothing but what's but, but fashionable or what's hit or what's trending You know, that is an overwhelming force on the internet, you know, it's overwhelming force. It's the most important thing to people who are on social media, it's it's a fashionable so and and it moves so fast that there's no way that these people are ever gonna really be land in some happy place of I think even enjoying what's coming out or what's good that's coming out. You know, there's a bunch of people out there that are just going to be miserable in 40 years. Right. What was your childhood like? I don't know. I listened to a bunch of crap. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a great time. I listened to a bunch of crap. I took about three billion pictures of myself. (laughs) Then I got stalked (laughs) on the internet. Then I got stalked. And uh, and now here I am, and I don't, I don't know how to deal with the rest of the world because I spent the whole time on Facetime. Yeah, you know, I you want, How could it be? You know, there's not even. I mean, in, in America, there's not even. You can't even have a like a, a cool kid moment anymore. There's no punk rock clubs. There's no place where you could go to to really go berserk without your know, parents are with everybody. And you can't even be a you can't even be a kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, it's 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 totally strange because the 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 the, the lifestyle of like the that I see of like sixteen and seventeen year olds now, just online. Like when I think of, I was like, dude, like my only you know modem operandi whatever at 16 years old was to get up front to the show and catch a guitar pick you know or to like meet my favorite band after the show stand out in the freezing fucking cold hoping maybe they'll sign my record and like now there's like this kind of like there's so much like immediate communication through social media now we're like you know that not and I don't want to say rock star, but kinda of like what you said, like the separation between musician and fan has all of a sudden been kind of blurred and even though there's a connection, like it's almost like the connection that's there now is very unnatural, you know? Like well, do you feel yeah,
1: that it, way it, too? It, it, it's unnatural and and it's unnatural because it it's un- unnatural. uh you know, it's forced. It's very forced. I mean, I can't imagine most most artists wanting to be in contact with that many people at all times. I mean, artists traditionally are a little shy and introverted, maybe extroverted on stage and stuff. But most people, you know, you wanna, We're at least I do, least... I need to be alone to write. I, I can't yeah. talk to a bunch of strangers. You know, I mean, I, I don't wish them ill or anything, but it's like, no, no. Get out of my kitchen, you know? <laughs> what are all these people doing in my kitchen? I'm trying to ra- Um I, I never, in, in a million years, when I was listening, and I still don't, would ever want to be in the contact with the artist I like. I'd yeah. be nervous to be. They're not like me, uh, and I'm not like them. I They... They do what they do because I know that they must be focused and they're in there working hard. Then they show up every couple of years with this thing. And I'm like, yeah, they're back. This is great. I don't want, I, you know, I never even think about what they were doing after the tour was over.
0: Or like and, what, and what they living, like, like what they were eating, you know. Like I, yeah, like I never, yeah. you know. Like I said, like even when I saw you guys back in the nineties at the Masquerade, you know. Like I, I, like I never remember going. Oh, I need to whip. I, I wish there was a the way I could see what Dave was eating on the tour bus tonight. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know my thing was like, so dude, I just saw a fucking Monster Magnet, and then that yeah, was it. it
1: you know? Well, it's just it's. That straight show base I mean that's right out of Hollywood confidential nineteen fifty five right that's that's the thing that the the rock which I never could get it was like well you know this is stuff for this is stuff for multimedia stars this' is stuff for beyonce type people and you know and like Cary grant in nineteen fifty five or beyonce now it's not stuff for rockers rock you know rock people are supposed to be. Well, I don't you know what am I may say supposed to be, but you start taking the mystery out of it and it doesn't look that cool, man. That, you know what I mean? It's like you don't want to fucking know that stuff. That I don't, is the key. I never do. It's the last thing. And I think the bands themselves, in their desperation, because it is a desperate time, have allowed all this access because yeah, well, some people are like that. They're like, cool. But. You know, I don't know, the more access I see on a band, the worse the band is. <laughs> <laughs> I should make a check of that, but you know you know what I mean? No, but I mean you All know All bands with VIP packages suck. You know, <laughs> or or like there's something <laughs> something
0: desperate about this you know it's funny because like i like i said like i've been doing this now for almost 10 years and it's something i always wanted to do when i was younger and you know now that i get to do it you know one of my primary motives to doing it was kind of like what you said because like i always wanted to kind of see and now that i get to see that a lot and of course i won't mention names but like oh my god some of the bands that you think would be doing the craziest shit backstage like you go backstage and they're like their feet are nice you know and they're drinking they a diet know. coke after the show you know what i mean and they're like hey you want a diet coke <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like I know. you know and so like there is this kind of mystique that kind of has gone away and as a guy my age even even when i do these interviews and stuff like that like you know, I do them from the perspective of a fan, but also from the perspective of a writer. But to to, to see that mystique, you, you know what I mean? Like, I like to see that bands like you or artists like you still kind of cherish that, like, that, that are like, you know, like, I, I, I don't want to take a picture of my hamburger tonight. Like, I, I, no. I, I don't want them to know what I'm eating, you know, or whatever, and,
1: and, you know? And, 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 you know, and it's like... Also, for me, it's a protective device. I mean, I, I like my privacy. I, I always wanted to live in a world where I could pretend it was 1972 when I was on the road. Right. And that means no pictures, because you know how much trouble I would get in if I was an all-access band? Monster Magda would be, you know, arrested. <laughs> you know what I mean? we all be, like, divorced. You know um, But you know what I mean? You can't, you can't have it both. Right. And, and I think a lot of all access, that mentality, um, has, has had done a brainwashing, a bit of a brainwashing job on the bands themselves too. You know, I see bands on tour, young bands, you know, young bands that really should be, I, I would think would be having the time of their life are in the dressing rooms just tweeting. right? Tweeting. I was like, you're in Belgium. It's like seven o'clock in the evening on a, on a beautiful summer night. There's girls everywhere. What are you doing in your dressing room tweeting? <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. Like I mean, you're going to be twenty five. You can have go go drink is it. This, you know, is this what the modern like twenty five year old dude does? Right. And, and so it it it's eaten everything up. There's where's the life experience. Where does where does you know social, social communication begin and end? Or digital social communication begin and end and where does and where does life real life begin and end? Because real life should not always be documented. Kind there'd be no fun in the world, you know no. I mean, yeah, are always on camera. Really weird. Uh, it, it's a fascinating time though, man, because say, me too, I always looked at myself as kind of a reporter as well. like a huge fan and a huge reporter um, who just kind of wanted to see that life and wanted to be that guy so much that I actually made it happen so I was that guy I was like I was the rock guy but I never really could shake the reporter fan side of me so I'm always paying attention
0: but that's kind of, that's cool that you that, that, that yeah. because a guy like me likes to hear that, because you know, like, you know, I didn't I didn't go study journalism, I didn't do like, m- my journalism school was like Ricky Rackman, and you know, Headbangers Ball, and like, you know uh-huh. RIP Magazine, and Circus right. you know, that was my journalism school, and so like, you know to get to talk to someone like you, who I've admired for years but to kind of like, not be like oh my god, you know what I mean, but to kind of <laughs> yeah, right. get into as a person, is, it, it it's it's a cool place to be, you know, and it's even cooler, oh, great. you know, when someone like you really opens up, you know. I, I And really I opened it.
1: up a lot more, like, you know, for years, for, uh, just because just I'm older now, I could say it, but for years, I, I, I wouldn't even have this conversation. I was like, no, I don't want anybody to know anything. Right. Just nothing. I would just lie. I would just, yes, I worship Satan. You know what I mean? <laughs> because and that's I probably all sa- they
0: would ask you. Do you really worship yeah. Satan? And you'd be like, yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. what do you think you know what do you do in your spare time masturbate furiously and think about satan you know i can't wait to get on the road so i can you know have a lot of children you know and it's kind of something that would just piss people off
0: oh yeah and because then, it's yeah.
1: only now in my life where i'm like you know something to me i should just start start yakking you know at least be on record at one point or another but I, I, and i'd rather do with interact with people like you who know what you're talking about Then to just go out there and like write some sort of memoir or something, you know. It's just better just to let it out.
0: Right, right. But I mean,
1: the main point of it is what we're talking about is that we're in a time where that all that stuff is being lost. Um, the mystery is being lost. I don't know if we can ever get it back again. I don't even know if people want that back again. That may, may not... May, 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 not be the best thing. I don't know what could be the best thing for the future of rock and roll or rock, or rock may have just hit its vaudeville moment.
0: To kind of touch base what you were saying, though, was that, like... When I see these younger, like, you know, we are making fun of them because, of course, I, at least I was, because I, I think they suck, but, like, Avenged Sevenfold and In This Moment <laughs> yeah. all these fucking, you know, these, like, these, like, I call them mall metal bands, you know what I mean? Like, they yeah, come yeah, out, Yeah, yeah, it's, you know? like, it's, like, like Hot Topic, yeah. yeah,
1: it's, like, the whole, yeah. Out, yeah.
0: But the thing is, is that, so, like, I'm looking at these guys, and, I, you know, or, or, you know, or girl, and I'm going, okay, like, you were born when I was a senior in high school. So, which means that by the time you were old enough to form a band, like, MySpace was what you came into, you know? True, very true. So, that's always kind of my fear, is that I look at these bands and I go, your beginning is always going to be that. So, anything that comes after you is going to be that. But then, like I said, I get these little glimmers of hope where I see... You know, Graveyard and Cadaver and, and, right. and Crowbot and, you know, Sienna Root. And which, by the way, if you haven't heard Sienna Root yet from Sweden, you should totally check them out.
1: They're I'll like, check it out. I can't believe I missed it, but I'll, I'll, I'll check it uh, out right after we get off. They
0: are one of my favorite They're kind of like a collective and they have like different singers singing with them all the time, you know, and like it's, but anyway, cool. it's, it's one of those things though. But like when I look at those bands, Blues Pills, like I look at them, Dude, you look at their social media game, it's almost non-existent.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, like, I love it. I, it. I love it.
0: And so part of me just hopes that, like, while there's all these shitty Avenged Sevenfolds and Asking Alexandras and all this shit and metal or whatever, that there's going to be some young people that are going to look to these other bands and go, wow, it doesn't have to be like that. I can do it like this. It-
1: yeah, I think they will, too. And I think they'll yeah. recognize and it would be nice if there was some sort of, uh, you know, almost universal definition of what the bands that we're talking about with the event, Seven Pulse and the Nightwish or whatever that was, all that stuff. It, it, is that stuff really rock? Is it is or is it kind of pop?
0: No, nah, man, you know I mean? it's, it's just, like it's just it's just heavied up. <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah, it's,
1: to me, <laughs> to me, it, it's a, it's more of a genre of pop than it is a genre of rock. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's more of an outstretch of pop than it is of actual rock. But, but that's just my opinion, and you know, so a lot of people will think, you know, that this is their glory days, and it's, yeah. it's not really these bands' fault. I mean, you know, just because they were born in a shitty age, to, you know, <laughs> um, but. these bands that you're talking about like Blues Pills and Cadaver and Graveyard and all this stuff that stuff represents me more like real rock for when when rock was known for just that not for crossing over or not for necessarily going for the merch number one. They're not merch metal. You know, and that's what we should really call the whole event. 7th. Oh, I like,
0: like that. Metal. It really is. Cause it's putting you know, your name and your um, logo on everything you can get right. your hands. And, on and like, you know, good for them.
1: They're great. I mean, they're obviously doing really, really well at are doing a lot better than Monster Magnet or Blues Pills or any of these <laughs> guys. So they're doing great. But is it, what is it? You know, it should be defined as such. And I think it's more of a, a modern outgrowth of, 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 Pop than it is a rock. I mean, they may use rock trappings, but it's very, very contained. It's very so formulaic, for, formulaic that it, it, it's it's almost. Is there less than one dimension? Is there like half a dimension? They're like half dimensional, right? I mean, you know, like- half like a quarter dimensional. Um, there's no way that these guys are ever going to do anything else but what exactly what they do, right? Um, and without the bells and the whistles and the giant piles of merch and the, and the you know, it's just not going to do anything. It's not even going to change within its own thing. Um, so that, that strikes me more as pop. Where in Graveyard Land and all those guys, those guys, they, they don't have those kind of... It's, uh, it's about the you music. You know. Yeah, it's about the music. It's about the vibe. It's about the music. Um,
0: it's substantial. It's something that you can listen to like... And to to me, it's like what this 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 generations, like Led Zeppelin and you know you know yeah. Captain Beyond and you know you know whatever you know that that they're missing because like I listen to Graveyard and go oh I know for a fact I can listen to Graveyard twenty years from now and love it because. I'm listening to Zeppelin 20 years later and still loving it. You know, will will yeah, Event Sevenfold fan 25 years from now go? That's a great song. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? No, like, I think they'll just go. Maybe I'll maybe I'll listen to Metallica instead. You know, like because yeah. that's where it all comes from anyway. Which you again, know, it's just like
0: pushes them back. You know, to where yeah, it started. Yeah.
1: It's, it, it's so weird. Um, It's hard for me to talk about this stuff without appearing like some sort of, you know, a bitter social critic. Um, You know, being in the band, what I say about this stuff um, means a lot to, to people or it can be used as ammo against me. My opinions can use them. Oh, yeah, you fucking asshole! You're just bitter, blah blah blah. So I'm usually hesitant to talk about it, but now nah, I'm not so much anymore because I think it's really just a it's just cultural observation on what's going on. It's all a matter of opinion, but I, I never want to get people mad at me for no reason. But then I can't not talk about it when people talk about. it. I love rock, and I love the mystery of rock, and I love. Um, the spirit of it where you can reinvent yourself and be corny but creative at the same time and live a life like that um, in a world that's kind of apart from the rest of the world and it doesn't involve Grammy Awards or big awards. It's self-sustaining. It's its own little world. And that's the part I miss about it. Because now bands are forced to either you know they're kind of forced if they want to make a living at it to go all the way right and and you know i feel for the bands that aren't going to go all the way i'm glad almost glad they won't go all the way because it means they'll never probably never suck but at the same time how long can they do it in this world right and eventually they're going to have to go well we're going to have to go merch metal too you know Right. We're going to have to, you know.
0: If they want like, to go that route, they want to achieve that level of success. At some point, they're going to have to say, okay, well, we're going to go that way.
1: And it's more you about know? the definition of the level of, of success, like monetary success. Like in the old days, it was a, it was a possibility where you could make it enough to be cool for a long time and still sustain. Mm-hmm. Okay, you weren't rich but like me I got to a level where I got to do what I want I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination but I I, it was enough for me to like fight and to be what I wanted to be and now it seems like you're either all the way at the bottom or all the way at the top and there's you know in between well goodbye because by the time you're 30 you better quit that you either, either better sell in mountains of merch or you know get that job at the gas station
0: right right which yeah. is a shame too because like you like you and I had, had just said you know there's there is still that between but nobody wants to be there but at the same time more people need to be taking a look at what's there because maybe they would see Wow. Well, I would think that's that's where
1: stuff. that's where the really good stuff is coming. Exactly. You know, that's where it, always the good stuff is coming from is from from the bottom up through the middle as bands gestate normally, you know, and they but through roadwork and and several records, that's when all the best stuff is going to come out. I I would hope that that would be. The signposts for other bands, rather than the signposts being like, ka-ching, kaching, kaching," you know. Right. That's really in a, in America right now. That's all this generation, or a lot of this generation, could really understand because we've taught them that money is everything, and everything else is fine. We've got enough. We've got enough words and definitions to make you feel good about yourself. And yes, you are an artist, and we love you. But at the end of the day. What really matters most is money. If you really, really want to be liked, you'll make a lot of money. That's the overriding, you know, subtext of everything. Right. And that didn't used to be that way. Money used to be, you know, number two or number three in the discussion of a band.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you you asked Metallica back in, like, 84 why they were doing it, they weren't doing it to be rich. They were doing it because they wanted to be one of the heaviest bands on the fucking planet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, they
1: had that, that old school dumbass just say, yeah, we just want to roll the tanks over the whole, you know. We want to roll the tanks over the planet, you know. It was like really old school. Yeah. Mentality, that's cool, you know. Yeah, buddy. I got I
0: swear, Dave, we could talk all day about this shit, I know. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I know so, It was great talking to you, man. It
0: was great talking to you too, but hey, before we sign off, though, uh, like I wanted to ask you about your tour. So you've got a tour coming up. Um, <clears> yeah, I know yeah. you're going to Europe. And then
1: uh, what's what's going on? Are we gonna are we gonna get to see you here? Yeah, we got full full on North American tour. Just about to be announced. Probably be announced in a couple of weeks. Oh, fantastic! And, uh, that should be around September at some time. So, yeah, like the rock does not stop. And a, you know, you cannot stop the. Magic. As usual, Monster Man is a celebration <laughs> of life as we know it. People will die, babies will be born during the experience. <laughs> People will cry, they'll laugh, they'll orgasm. It's a celebration <laughs> of rock for rock's sake. Well, I will. God de- damn
0: it. Well, yeah. I will definitely be there when you guys hit Atlanta. But I, as to, w- I, I won't have a baby. But you know, I mean, you know. Okay. Well, something. you
1: don't know yet, man. So be be careful.
0: well Dave well thanks for taking the time to talk man it's been a great Uh, pleasure man
1: my pleasure too
0: alright thank you so much Bye, brother alright